The opioid epidemic is continuing to rage. It's a parallel pandemic to COVID-19 and continues to claim lives. Toronto saw an 81% jump in opioid-related deaths between 2019 and late 2020. Across this province, last year marked the deadliest year on record since the coroner began keeping statistics about opioid-related deaths. Overdose deaths up 41% from the year before. Part of the reason of the growing death toll is the growing toxicity of these drugs. You may have heard of fentanyl, a synthetic opioid which has been responsible for so many tragedies. Users who think they're getting heroin or some other kind of drug end up with fentanyl, which is, as I mentioned, a synthetic opioid many times more powerful and difficult to regulate. Well, now there is a new drug and new drugs more deadly than fentanyl showing up in the drug supply. The opioids have been identified by the Center on Drug Policy Evaluation, which is a Toronto-based research agency. And part of that agency is Daniel Werb, who works also at St. Michael's and joins me on the line. Welcome. Thanks for having me. What have we found in the street drug supply that is more deadly than fentanyl? Well, you know, I I will say that what we're seeing now, we're seeing so many new and highly potent drugs like carfentanyl and uh, and a family of really um, sort of ultra-potent, what we're calling ultra-potent opioids and opioid-related drugs like etonotazine, metonotazine. Um, You know, these these are drugs that, you know, most people wouldn't be able to pronounce. Most people have never heard of. But um, unfortunately, what we're seeing is just an increasing uh, level of toxicity and adulteration in the drug market. And while these drugs are new, I would say that this trend towards higher potency is something that has been happening for over a century. And the trend towards higher potency has been kicked into higher gear because of the border disruptions? Well, that's the theory. Yeah. I mean, the theory is that any time that you disrupt a, a market, you know, be it a drug market or any other kind of uh, economic market, you're going to see changes in the products. So the theory is right now that the, cha- the, the border restrictions, the border closures that happened uh, as a result of COVID, um, you know, the restrictions on movement dramatically affected supply. And uh, as a result, um, you know, that introduced these new compounds into the market. But again, you know, this is this is just an acceleration of a trend that we've been seeing a lot for a very long time. And uh, if we continue to uh, confront the market in the ways that we have, I think we're just going to keep seeing this uh, rise in, in deadly uh, toxic drugs. I noticed that Timmins, North Bay, Sudbury, Thunder Bay, all in the top five in terms of opioid deaths per 100,000. Is there something in particular in the north in terms of the toxicity of the drug supply in in that region of the province? Is that what's behind that? I would say that it's almost certainly related to um, the fact that there isn't the same kind of comprehensive set of frontline harm reduction services that you see in other places. So in Toronto, you know, Toronto, it's it's a big city, but there are more overdose deaths in Toronto than in any other city in Canada. And and it's one of the top, uh, unfortunately, 
you know, among the top two or three uh, across North America in terms of overall overdose deaths. However, there is this network of frontline supports. There's supervised consumption sites. There's the Toronto Drug Checking Service that uh, our group set up. Uh, there's access to um, uh, low barrier uh, treatment for people who are uh, dependent on opioids. A lot of that system just isn't in place in smaller uh, settings, in, in rural settings, in remote settings, and in northern settings. What what is going to happen? What is happening going forward? If the trend is for increased potency, do you expect that vector just to continue? I do. I mean, look, we started the sort of so-called war on drugs, um, you know, quite a while ago, um, and since it was launched, we've seen this increase. This this these. It's almost like a linear increase in the potency of. Of drugs, so you know there was heroin, then there was fentanyl, then there was carfentanyl. Now we're seeing all of these other super high, highly potent drugs, uh, and this is a natural result of a market that is responding to the pressure of supply side interdic- interdiction and drug law enforcement. And frankly, we can't arrest our way out of this problem, and we can't, you know, we can't rely on police seizures to make a dent on this market. The markets are just too adaptable. And so you you started the segment by saying that fentanyl is hard to regulate. I would actually say, you know, we haven't tried. And and I think it, it's it's high time that we started to look uh, creatively at solutions that um, do away with, um, you know, just simply trying to seize drugs and thinking that's going to make a change to the market and think about how we can really, uh, you know, think smart and, and smartly regulate these these products. Daniel, great to have you on the program. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. That is Daniel Werb from St. Michael's Hospital, part of the Center on Drug Policy Evaluation.